Hey, we are Shan and Ryan Tripp, and welcome to our podcast, Life's a Trip. We're just a couple small town kids who fell quickly in love and couldn't wait to do this life together. We started having kids. We were both working in healthcare. We bought our first house right down the road from family. Life was great, but something was missing. We were happy and felt so blessed, but we also felt a little stuck. We realized we weren't moving closer to our dreams for our family and our future. So we sold everything. The house, the cars, the clothes, all the stuff, everything, except for the kids. We kept the kids. As scary as it was to make this big change, we couldn't stop thinking about it. We knew in our hearts this was what God wanted for our family. We packed our entire life into seven suitcases, grabbed our kids by the hands, and jumped on a one-way flight to Hawaii. From there, our whole world opened up. We have experienced the highs and lows of parenting, marriage, running a business from home, finances, moving across the ocean, making new friends, and maybe doing things a bit differently to ultimately make the very most of this family life. And that's what we want to share with you. We are so grateful you're here joining us in our bedroom because that's the only space we have to record this. To open up the curtains, have some fun together, and chat about what we've learned during our unusual journey and what we're doing each day to make the most of it. It's true what they say, life's a trip. But in spite of the chaos, we try to show our kids that life can be lived on our own terms. This is our story. How How will you you write yours? yours? Oh, no, I said, how will you live yours? (laughs) Oh, boy. Do we have to redo the whole thing? This is going to be fun. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Life's a Trip podcast. We've got a very special episode for you today. Yeah, here here we are, surrounded by piles of laundry that we need to fold, looking at each other in our little office we have here, and I'm going to talk to you guys today about something about something that's helped us Yeah, in our... You're not going to catch us doing a how to keep on top of your laundry episode, yeah, because yep. we haven't figured that out. Yep. But, you know, family of seven and a bunch of uh, clothes on the floor. But here we are getting the podcast out to the world. And kids, you may or may not be able to hear behind those closed doors out there. Just doing the best we can. You know, we recently celebrated 15 years of marriage. My sweet bride. Happy anniversary, babe. Happy anniversary, sweetheart. January 2nd. We got married on January 2nd, which is kind of a weird, it's right after Christmas. It's, it's kind of right after the new year. So it's a weird time to celebrate an anniversary. I feel like we're always just trying to squeeze it in there. It's so, it's so funny thinking back to why we chose that date. Yeah. Do you remember? (laughs) Because we had been dating for like, I don't know, a year plus, and we were just so ready to get married. And, you know, we didn't live together before we were married. That's just something that, you know, was important to us. We wanted to be married before we lived together. And so I was going to college playing basketball, um, busy, like really busy. And you were busy too. And we just were trying to catch each other between homework and class. And, and I remember just looking at you come August and being like, I am so ready to get married. And you're like, I'm so ready to get married too, but we have to wait till after the basketball season, which was like June. And we looked at each other like, "Mm, we're not going to do that. That's a funny time to be so in love and you, you want to hang out every day. You don't want to leave each other at the end of the night. And of course we were saving ourselves for marriage. And so we weren't, <laughs> I tried, I you tried were trying really to hold that hold in, in so bad. I'm so sorry. Um, 
And, and so, yeah, we, it was just a funny time. So after, you know, several months of dating and we knew we wanted to be married, it was like, let's just do this thing already. And we, and I only had a four day break um, between basketball yeah. games. You were in your senior year of basketball. <laughs> and I remember playing, we played Southern Utah University here in Utah and I had my nails done. I was all ready because Her did. we had, we, we played them at 7 PM that night and I was getting married at 9 a.m. in the morning. The next I bet, morning. I, looking back on that, I was, that was pretty crazy. Wow, that's funny. Yeah, you played the game, and then we got married just down from there in St. George, Utah. And uh, here we are. Here, here we are 15 we years are. later. Oh, my goodness. Well, it's been a wild 15 years, that's for sure. And we were talking just um, just recently about, like, in all the 15 years we've been married and all the advice we've heard, you know, when people come to your wedding and they give you those little white papers and they write down one piece of advice that you'd share with the couple, what would it be? You know, what are some things that we've heard? We, we want to share, we want to share what's really actually worked for us. We are certainly no marriage counselors or therapists, but, uh, you know, I would say we've had a pretty good marriage yeah. as, as we think about, uh, we had a chance to reflect on it. We went away on a little, little, uh, wedding anniversary a getaway. Thanks to Shannon's mom for watching the kids overnight. While we Thanks went. to you for planning it. Yeah, you know, we went skiing for the first time. We it, we have lived in Utah, yeah, our whole lives. Well, kind of, and we just had never been skiing. We're thirty five minutes from Park City, so we decided we'd run down there, stay the night, ski, and uh, we had a great time. So fun, but we we did have some alone time for you know a, a lot of alone time for the first time in a while. So we were able to talk about a lot of things, and and we want to share that. That one thing for us, that one piece of advice or one thing we've learned along the way, and I think both of ours are a little bit different, that has been very helpful to us in our marriage that kind of just we always go back to. So I found our old wedding album and the guest, uh, I guess it was the guest album that they people wrote, you know, congratulations and left some of their advice. And uh, my, my brother wrote a really sweet poem in there. And there was a couple things, you know, pretty common sense things. Don't go to bed angry, you know, always kiss each other. Good night. Stay close to God. And, uh, those are all great things that we've tried to do in our marriage. Yeah. There's, you know, we can all think of pieces of advice that we've gotten over the years. And I think, you know, if you think right now, what has been one of them that has helped you, it's probably going to look different for all of us, but I, Maybe it'll be helpful if we share what has helped us the most and um, maybe add it to your add it to your list or your toolbox of things to pull out when marriage gets a little tricky. Because I remember when we were first married, we both, we kind of looked at each other like, wait, people said this was supposed to be hard. Like we just had such a great time when we were first married. Do you remember that? It was it just was effortless. And I, I think we're very compatible and I think we dated and we we just knew we were on the same page. And so it really was effortless early on. And then I think as time goes on and you're busy with work and then the kids come and all the different things that are part of life. And I, I don't want to say distractions, uh, because they're certainly not, they're important and their responsibilities, but it just, you can't really just keep the marriage on a shelf, right? You've got to actually work at it. I think I've said that before. Uh, one of the leaders of our church had mentioned that in a, in a, in a talk about marriage takes work. And I remember thinking early on, what, what is that? Like, because to, to me, work is not fun. So when I hear work, <laughs> when I hear work, I'm like, oh, that sounds miserable. Um, and so the idea that marriage takes work, didn't resonate with me, but then 
as we've gone on, you realize, oh, okay, you have to work at it and make it a priority and show up and put in the effort. You can't just put it on, on autopilot. Yeah, for sure. And we have learned that and we've been challenged. I would say we've been more challenged the last year or two of our marriage than we ever have been before. Um, we've we, been working together the last couple of years and we've been home together a lot yeah. and we've been homeschooling the kids. And so it's, it's been like amazing opportunities, but pushed us in ways that I don't think you and I were really expecting. I, I mean, working together, if you would have wrote on paper, like one day you'll be living on an Island, homeschooling your kids, going to the beach every day, working together from home. You know, you'd ever have to work holidays or like, you're like, Oh my heck amazing. That sounds like a dream. And in a lot of ways, it definitely is a dream and it was a dream, but it's been an adjustment for us. It comes with its challenges, especially you fired me, especially with a personality. Like, like, um, we, we just have different ways that we operate. (laughs) We, and we've learned that more and more as we've worked really closely together and Ryan loves his alone time and that's okay. He loves space. He likes, uh, interacting with adults he likes different things that are outside the home, but then, and I'm kind of opposite. I'm like, no, let's just like, everybody's home. Everybody's happy. Let's just be all over each other. That's my happy place. I like that part. Let's be all over each other. <laughs> anyway. But it, it, it definitely was an adjustment, uh, not leaving and going out into the workforce and, you know, kill something and bring it home. Like, and then just being home all the time with the fam. And so we've, we've learned to adjust through that, but there's definitely been times where we've been tried and tested and. Not too long ago, you fired me from our family business, um, but I think I've been rehired and I haven't been fired from the podcast yet, which is good news. Um, so I, I still have that going for me. Um, uh, after 15 years, sweetheart, the one thing that I feel like I can always go back to, to keep things fresh for us and to, to keep the love alive and to keep the flame burning and to really just look at our eternal marriage, not only you know, in this life, but in the eternities is just how do we show up and serve each other? I thought you were going to say a joke. You really came in <laughs> and you said it. I don't have, I, don't, I have no good jokes today. I'm on, I'm at the end of a three day water fast. It's, it's a miracle. I'm functioning. That is true. But, uh, but, but it's hard to be mad at somebody or frustrated with somebody if you're actively trying to serve that person. Mm. So I think this goes for marriage, but it goes for maybe our kids or people at work. So, to me, that's been important when, when you're thinking how I might be frustrated with Ryan, but how can I love him and show up and serve him? And the same for you, right? How can I make Shannon the most important person in my life today? How can I serve her? What does she need? It just takes selflessness, doesn't it? You just, you're putting the other person's needs before yours and you're trying to serve them. You're so good at that. I don't think that that comes. I think it comes innate for some people and others it doesn't, but yeah. And I guess that's the, the, you know, maybe some marriages are just easier for others and, and some marriages. And we've, you know, we've talked to a lot of different couples and we, we have family members and, and friends and, you know, you get a glimpse into, you, you never know somebody's full story, but you get a glimpse into their, their lives and their marriage. And some people open up about it and, and uh, yes, yeah, some are harder than others. And you could look at the different reasons why, but I feel like generally when you have two people who are selfless and want the marriage to be important and want to put family first and want to have God in their marriage. Um, and it just seems so simple. Maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm oversimplifying it. Well, you just do a really good job of that in our marriage. 
you know, keeping our marriage above all else. We have our marriage and our God and family falls under that. And then everything else just kind of falls into place. And you do a really good job of keeping that our priority. Thank I you, honey. Like you're welcome. Look at you speaking my love language. Give me those words of that affirmation. Is true. That is that is your love language. I feel loved. I feel validated. I feel <laughs> but, affirmed. But really, I think that's for some of us. And we've. I think we've talked about this before. I know you and I have talked about this a lot before. It comes easy for some of us moms to put our marriage first. And it comes easier for some of us moms to put our children first. And I've heard it that usually it's one or the other. Some people may be amazing at both, but usually it comes a little bit easier to do one or the other. And I just have to say how grateful I am. And maybe not even as moms, as parents, you know, as dads, is it easier for you to um, look to your kids' needs first or your wife's needs? I think for us, we have noticed over the years that it is a little bit more innately easy for me to look, are the children fed? Are they happy? How are they doing? Have they slept? Da, 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 you know, and you look at me like, what do you need? What do you need? And I appreciate that. Well, and you know what, so though, much. as I've matured, that's thank you. But as I've, and I don't know if I've shared this with you, but as I've matured over the years and in our marriage, I think that I'm more inclined to be like, Hey, the kids are fine. Come on a date with me. <laughs> Let's go do something fun together. And we do make time for that. But as I've watched it over the years, and as again, as I think I just am, I don't know, getting older, I don't know, call it maturity or whatever, but I would much rather have you be the the woman who takes care of the kids and makes sure that their needs are taken care of than maybe want to go off and do things on your own or go do things with me and get away from the kids and not be there in the way that you need them in the way that they need you. Do you know what I mean? Aww. Like, like, and I, and for me, that's been a little bit of like, am I selfish wanting you to be, you know, doing more with me in our marriage? So there's that balance, right. Of like making time for each other, but then being with the kids and being t- together with the kids all together. And so I think it's been a little bit of, of me recognizing like, wow, I'm more in love with you as my wife because of the amazing mother that you are. And maybe in some cases, and I know I have been selfish where I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, the kids are fine. Let's, let's go do this together. So there's definitely a balance there. I, oh, who knew this was going to turn into like, I feel like I'm trying not to cry over here. That is some dust in the air. Just some dust. I, I really, I love hearing you say that because for me, it's been a little bit, um, same thing. It's just like causing me to stop and reflect of like, I, I do just think so much about the kids and what, what show are they watching or what, what, are, you know, who are they interacting with or how are they feeling? Did that make them feel good? Are Did they that make fed? Them feel do bad? they have are their they socks fed? on? Like just a million things, just all the time. And you don't I've sit thought, around and think, what is what does Ryan need? Well, that's, that's what I was just going to say is the if, moments that I do sit around and I'm like, what if I thought about our, your needs in the same way that I do my kids needs, oh, wow. you know? And what if I <clears throat> like, <Incredible. laughs> no, seriously, I thought about that and I'm like, man, we only have a certain amount of capacity, but that's what I intentionally am trying to do in my life too, is how can I look at Ryan's needs in the same way as the kids, you know? And yeah, you're a grown man, but you're still like my partner. 
And I think that leads me to what I have learned is the greatest piece of, I don't even know if it's advice or just a lesson that I heard. Um, but this was actually pretty recent, just within the last few years that, um, I saw this, this model, uh, that someone showed me, it was a drawing. She, she drew it on a piece of paper and it was, it was me over here in a bubble and it had all of my wants, all of my needs, everything in my world, everything that was going on in my world over here in a little bubble. And then it had a big wall in between Ryan's bubble. And Ryan was over here in his bubble with all of his wants and all of his needs and everything going on in his world. And that imagery helped me so much that no matter how hard we try to listen, understand, whatever, our partner, we're never fully going to be able to have compassion or hear them or want to like um, make a change or whatever it is unless we literally go climb up on top of that wall, leave all of our feelings, our emotions, our problems, our needs, our wishes, our wants behind in our world, and we jump over into theirs. Just leaving everything that we need that I need behind. Because if you want to talk about my to-do list, it's a mile and a half long, but you want to go golfing today. So how am I supposed to just even like, that's a very simple, that's a very simple, it's very real. It's a very, <laughs> it's real, very real scenario. Yeah. From just the other day. So how am I supposed to look at you with like, Oh, you're going to go golfing when I have, you know, this kids in the school and the laundry and the other things that I had to get done today. But for, but if I just stop and I'm able to come over into your world and realize what that opportunity that day with that going with that one person or what you did for me yesterday or whatever, and just step into your world and how that one experience might benefit you and make, you know, meet your needs where mine now, like it's going to be okay. Are you, totally. is this making sense? Like, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of examples. Uh, I mean, it takes two to tango. And to make the marriage work, I think in our experience, it's definitely a two-way street. Both of us are invested. Both of us want to see the marriage thrive and enjoy it and just write the happiest love story that we can for as long as we have on this earth. And there's definitely the compromises and the trade-offs. You've supported me and things that I've wanted to do that you know, maybe you have to kind of hold down the fort back home with the kids. And I think I'm getting better as well at, you know, saying no to things or taking on things, especially as we've worked together and, and you need time to get your work done. And I'm hanging out with the kids and making sure they're dropped off and picked up and things are taken care of and take on more of those responsibilities. And even, even today, as we're recording this, I, I, one that I think about that's recent is, um, my brother invited me uh, he's got tickets to an NFL football game. So he invited me to come down to that, which I would have loved to have done, but we had a brief talk about it and I could see that that was just not going to be a good thing for me to go do that and uh, leave you alone with the kids and be gone for a full day. And we have some other, other travel coming up. So it was just one of those moments for me where it's like, I would love to go do that. And I know I knew too, that you would love to support me in that. But the big boy decision to make was to not go and to pass on it this time, to be home with the family, to go to church, to be together, and to prepare for the kind of a, a big week that we have coming up. So those are like, 
I don't know, just, there's just little examples. I'm sure that we can all think of where you're like, gosh, this is what I want to do. But if I can be a little less thinking about myself and more thinking about the family, it's going to contribute to the greater good of the marriage. Yeah. And thinking back to the last 15 years, I mean, we have come a long way and there's been, there's been little bumps in the road and in times where we've got caught up in our own needs or whatever, and we still do, but that's the, that's the beautiful part of marriage is wherever you're at right now, sometimes our emotions can feel so heavy and we can just feel like all is lost or our love is falling apart or, you know, how are we actually going to get through this when really through going through some of that here and there, you just realize it's not these huge experiences that we have to, that have to happen or these huge changes. A lot of the times it's just little by little by little, like just one little effort can go a long way in a marriage. And one more like sit down and meet or go on a date or just forget about what you needed that day and just fully serve your spouse. And just in one day, in literally one minute, one hour, one afternoon, one day, you can make so much progress in your relationship with some very intentional effort. I mean, no effort is wasted. I think the last thing I would say to just wrap up my thoughts is, I mean, a strong marriage is the most incredible blessing. And so any effort that we make to love and support and bond together is just some of the most important work we can do and and the best way we can spend our time and energy. And, and listen, our marriage is certainly not perfect. We're not saying that we've been through our challenges and our bumps in the road. But with that, I would say that 15 years into it, we're, we're very grateful for what we have and that we have each other and where we're at and the, and the, the effort that we both put in and the way we show up for each other every day. And we're committed to that. And we're committed to with everything else that's competing for our time and all the other responsibilities that we have, we are both invested in making this marriage strong and making it thrive. And to me, when, when we're good and everything's good with us, I mean, the whole world around us could be falling apart. And as long as our family unit is okay, then we're going to be, we're going to be all right. It's just so important. And I'm so grateful for you, babe. I love Mm -hmm. you. Thank you. And I know we have, you know, there's a lot of married couples listening. Maybe there's some single parents, maybe there's some people that are really happy in their marriage and some people that are not, we're all coming from different places, but don't forget how, how much your kids just want to see you happy. They want to see you happy. And, and part of that is the effort you're making with yourself or your partner to be happy. And so if you're not feeling that way, not all is lost. So many things can change in a short amount of time. It's just not, um, it's just taking the time to recognize what those changes are, you know, and making a little bit more effort every day to grow closer to that person so that you can feel more joy and more happiness and more support because heaven knows we all need it. We all need all the support we can get. And, and listen, like what you just said, we're, we're coming up on our mid late thirties and and we look around us and I mean, whether it's Satan out to get our families or whatever's going on, it just seems like there's a lot of divorce, a lot of infidelity, 
a lot of attack on marriage and family and more so now than ever, you know, we need to show up in our marriages and I, I just, it just starts with each one of us, right? What can I do to be a better husband? How can I show up better for you? And I'm making that effort. I see you making that effort. And when you have two people doing that, it just seems to come together. Yeah. And some of you might be thinking, well, I all make the effort, but he's not making the effort yeah, or, you know, and, and that's hard. Takes that's two. really hard. It takes two. It's, it's true in marriage or a business partnership or people at work. Like you both have to come together. Yeah. You can't have one person doing all the work. And I'd say like going back to that, you know, when we're newly married, somebody put up their fingers with their thumbs together and their pointer fingers together. And they were like, listen, this is forming this is, a triangle. This is you over here. This is your, your partner over here. And then your, your pointer fingers, like that's God. And without him, nothing ever is going to be as, come on, what, fill it in. Word? Nothing is ever going to be as. I don't know. You tell me. I kind of blanked <laughs> out. Honestly, once you did the finger thing, I was like, this is the church. This is the steeple. Open the doors and see all the people. <laughs> Our kids love that. They crack up every time they do that. Sorry. Yeah. I was wondering what the you were going to say. In. Oh, sweetie. Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, anyway, I don't think that when we face these problems and it's like, it's just, you know, it's just me trying this or whatever. Step over into their world, try and serve them and look up and he'll help you because we're all, you know, he's there. I've felt him many times in our marriage trying to get me out of my own ways, you know, and help you. And I think you've, you felt the same. So, well, I love you, babe. Here's to another 15 years and then another 15 after that. How crazy it feels like we've been for married forever. And it also feels like we haven't been married that long at I all. Know. It's I wild. know. The days are long and the years are short. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you for for listening. listening. We hope you guys got something from this. Go on a date. Go on a date with your spouse. Go on a date. Don't you don't have to download anything this week. We just want you to go get your calendar with a pen and get a date night. And hopefully hopefully you can get out of the house, but if you can't, put your kids to bed. That's you know, you have you have my permission to give them melatonin one night, put them to bed early. You gotta make time together, right? How how can you how could you expect to have a great relationship with somebody if you're just not even spending time together. And that's what's hard, especially with kids, because you're sometimes you're two ships passing in the night because I, of everything else and work. And then we've got to go here and then we're taking And if you just don't make the time to s- just sit down together and chat, it's yeah. just not, it's not going to be, it's just not going to thrive. My, one of my good friends, she was kind of struggling this last year in her marriage. And she said, I'll just, we'll just end with this. She said, I, well, I asked her, I said, you know, you got you and you and your husband seem so happy now. Like, I'm so happy for you guys. What, tell me if you've learned one thing in this last year, what was it that helped you the most? And she goes, honestly, it's just spending time together. It's just simply spending time together. Cause then you remember why you fell in love in the first place. And then you know what to expect from each other and how each other are doing. You're, you're having fun together. So go, go spend some time with that person that you love. And, um, and we're cheering you on over here. We're, we're, we're cheering, cheering for you. you we're cheering for all your marriages and all you couples out there. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.